Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. And in this episode, I was joined by Vicky Watson, a new pal that I've made and a piece of work I've been doing. And she talked about how she would rather be a woman. And she's talking about that becoming older, coming to the start of menopause, about self-acceptance, about just knowing herself a wee bit better. And oh, it was such a fun conversation and one that I hope you enjoy. Vicky, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hiya. <laughs> Tell us a bit about you. Uh, oh, God, I'm Vicky. I'm a 50-year-old uh, woman, mother of three, married. I'm a photographer. I'm a DJ. Still haven't quite let go of that uh, side of my my childishness. I'm quite, yeah. I like to go out and play out some techno and um, I'm a fundraiser. Yep. So I do quite a lot. Got my got my hat in a few different rings. Um, I'm quite busy, uh, but that's the way I like it. Otherwise, I tend to crumble uh-huh. into dust. Uh-huh. So I. Uh-huh. So it's a delight that we are recording this podcast in person because yes. usually they're done online. And I've been telling you about my podcast the last few months. Yeah. And you said to me literally twenty minutes ago, <laughs> "I know what I know for sure." <laughs> so tell me, Vicky, oh. what do you know for sure? I know that I'd rather be a woman. Than a man. Oh, right. I'm totally 100% familiar. <laughs> but how do you know that? Well, I think that it's a, it was rumbling around my head thinking it's something about being a, being a woman and da da da. And I think it, I've never had the inclination ever to want to be a man. In all, even though I know that the, the, in certain areas they have sort of like privilege, they get, you know, there's a patriarchy, we all know that. Life can be a bit more simple for them, etc. But I would still rather go through the bad design of being a woman with my periods, um, uh, hormones, and uh, getting pregnant. Um, uh, luckily, I was able to having babies, which hurts like fuck. A really bad design. And then the menopause, which I'm now entering into, which is the last punch in the tits, really, of <laughs> being a woman. Um, I'd still rather go through all that than be a man. I yeah, and I think it's just because I don't know. I feel I feel sorry for men. <laughs> Not all of them; they're all delightful. I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a man loving woman, but I I just don't feel that they get what we get from other men, yeah. from relationships, from the camaraderie that comes with being a woman and going through this pain and bad design, and punching each other in the tits and all sorts of things. It's I feel that like we really do have a wee bit of a depth of, of of love and come like understanding maybe yeah. that and men I, miss. And I know you're like me and like spending time with your mum and pals. I know you're recently on holiday with them mm. and stuff. And it's that's always my preference is to spend time with women. Definitely, it's always my preference. What I find interesting about what you say about the camaraderie and how women are treated. A way back, I don't know what number of the podcast it was, but. I remember having Robin on the podcast, who's a trans woman, and she noticed that when she appeared as a man in the world, mm-hmm. even people who knew her, who were related to her, actually, when she was now Robin and living in that, people thought she was a wee bit more stupid. 
you know, yeah. she talks about the fact that people reacted differently to it, different to me, as if I didn't have the same intellect, I wasn't quite so sure of myself or whatever. Uh-huh. And she was like, it was fascinating. Yeah. And that is fascinating that women do get treated differently, but I think... For me, it means I probably treat men quite differently. I know, like, uh-huh. you, like me, you're a bit of a big character. Uh-huh. I sometimes think my character just scares men, so I just think, <laughs> oh, you're just a wee scared boy, sit down, you'll be fine. Oh, and I go totally. on with myself. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe I, I, I do terrify men, <laughs> men a bit. But yeah, but there's always, I think when I was a tomboy, when I was younger, girls seemed a bit more, you know, fractious, relationships, da da da. But as I matured and I, you know, and the, um, came into the world and realised that it's weighted a wee bit against women, that's when I started to appreciate other women. I think I was, I was a bit like, yeah, this is, you know, sisters, da da da. da. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I love a man's. Man's are lovely, um, and they can be sensitive, wonderful, especially we boys. I'm surprised. We boys seem to have more sensitivity than we girls. Mm. We girls are a bit sort of more like, fuck that, I'm not, you know, I don't want to... It's almost like they have a premonition of what they're going to have to go through uh-huh. in the future. <laughs> it's like, whereas we boys like to play with other little kids and stuff. I don't know, there's a sensitivity and a beauty there. But yeah, I, I do I feel sorry for men. I think that maybe there's something there that we never... That, that never gets uncovered, that we never... that Have they you got a to, nah, I don't. I've got three daughters. Right. <laughs> so it was interesting, and I knew, I knew you had three kids, I wasn't sure, because it's an interesting journey to go on. My two girls are the oldest and my wee boy's nine. Uh-huh. To have a son and think, so how do I raise a son to be a feminist? How do uh-huh. I raise a son? I don't know. It's an interesting con. Like when I had him, yeah. I remember being like, "How do I raise us?" I always talk about raising my my daughters to be strong yeah. women and all the rest of it. And then I was like, "How do I raise a son that is a strong man, but also has a real respect for strong women?" Uh-huh. Hopefully, just by being in the house with me and my two daughters yeah. means that he's got a respect for strong women, probably. Definitely, and I think that friends that do have boys, I'm quite fascinated by the chat there because. They're so, it's, it's a really difficult place for boys at the moment. I almost feel like the, there's the toxic masculinity that goes with it all, the, the kind of bravado, the, the having to, to sort of, you know, be a certain way. Um, and girls get that as well, obviously, in teenage years, but it's teaching them and then them going out and, how, and still feeling that peer pressure to be, you know, the sort of, you know, swaggering yeah, Ma- macho dude. I've, uh, yeah, it must be very difficult to yeah. kind of balance that. Uh-huh. And, and I know that from my daughters, they say, "Well, oh, he's the sexist." It's like, but it's, bloody hell! If his mother could hear that, she'd hit the roof. Uh-huh. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, it's uh-huh. hard. Yeah. But you talked there, of course, about the final tip punch being, yeah, which <laughs> did make me laugh, being the menopause. Yeah. Now, if you were to go back through some of my um, <laughs> podcasts. There's something that comes across about women that are on the other side of menopause where it almost sounds like I can't wait because they talk so highly of it uh-huh. and that they just have such freedom and such confidence on the other side of menopause. Uh-huh. And I think, oh, you make it sound like a go to destination sort of it. It's uh-huh. a podcast with Shona Johnson if you can go back and find it. Uh-huh. So, how are you feeling about this part of womanhood then, about being a woman and where uh-huh. we are and when it'll be over? and who you'll uh, be? I don't know. So I'm actually doing a project because I'm a, ph- a photography project about this kind of thing called Sea Change. 
And I'm fascinated because I, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. And I keep talking to other women as part of the camaraderie as well that are going through the same thing as me. And, I, and it just strikes me it's just such a personal journey. It's a complete, everyone's individual. For me, it kind of hit me at the beginning of the lockdown and COVID and everything like that. And the, the anxiety that I felt, I'd never, and I've suffered from anxiety all my life. And so that's how I kind of was like, this is, this is, this is almost physical. And then I started reading more about it. And I feel, I felt quite angry at first. Um, I'm looking forward to getting over to the, the other side, the final hump or whatever. But there's loads of things involved with that as well. It's like, you know, with menopause, you're losing hormones, you lose elasticity, you lose that kind of, you know, um, young looking, you, you basically, as they'd like to say, we're in decline. Hi. I'm declining. Um, and it's and that's quite hard to take. I find it quite difficult to look at myself and think, fuck, is that you? So I'm still in some kind of body dysmorphia that I'm still, it's you know, in my 30s or whatever. Because yeah. while I don't think uh, I would ever have any augmentation or anything done in my face, fair enough okay. if that is for other women yeah. laughing, it's just it's not for me I do use an ageing product uh-huh. on my skin and I, that's important to me but I also have this real notion that my mum died when she was 48 so she never got to see her face old Yeah, and I always sort of think how exciting that I get to see what my face old looks like and I wonder sometimes why did society set us up to not want to see what that looks like why do people continually want to stay looking the way they were when they're 20 don't get me wrong, I've had a lovely life and I loved my 20s, uh-huh. it was fantastic, but I couldn't do them again. Oh my God, no. I don't particularly need to I be like reminded sleep. about what 2023 <laughs> was like because it was mental, you know yeah. that way? And so it's all right to see, so what is all the experience of my life, where is it leading me to? I totally, I think it's just, again, it's a societal thing of like what young people are, you know, they, they have more purchase. We do kind of, I don't know if we disappear, and I think that's becoming less and less of a sort of familiar trope because there is a big sort of uprising of middle-aged women going, yeah. look at me, I'm swinging cold water, I'm doing this, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, blah, blah, um, which is great because I'm part of that movement. But yeah, there is, I think it's just that, I think it's acceptance. Everything comes down to acceptance and you're not allowed to accept it because you're bombarded everywhere about beauty and you'll feel like a failure if you haven't managed to keep your jawline or like like so-and-so has or like the woman in the advert. That's, so there's a lot of societal pressure on keeping young and remaining fit and healthy. And there's a slight edge. If you don't, then you're a bit of a failure. You've let yourself go. I know. You're naughty, naughty thing. Did you enjoy that pie? Because I'm judging you. That kind of thing. That kind of bit of food, I find, you know, I, I carry the holiday pounds. And I find, I love cake, right? Yeah. Actually, oh. My favourite food, right? Mm-hmm. And then when people talk about how they only, you know, I don't know, nuts or whatever. And I'm like, I would rather live to 70 and have eaten a lot of cake than living to 72 and not have any cake at all. And that's a, that is a choice. That is a proactive choice that I am making. Yeah, I think my I'm life gonna, will be better. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm coming round to that now because I've read oh, all these diets. You can do keto, which is life is not worth living because I won't be able to eat crisps. What the fuck? And, you know, calorie counting. Fuck, no, I can't do that every time I shove something in my mouth. So it is becoming a bit of a 
acceptance, accept the fact that you are, you know, mm-hmm. two stone heavier than you were in your 20s. But that's natural. That's the way it's and supposed to be. Right. That's oh. okay. Because we do, you do, you witness women, don't you really, like, berate themselves? Oh. Because I could no longer fit in my wedding dress. But want it. I know. Is this about, is it a bit weird if you were wearing a wedding dress at your age and you've been married for 20 years anyway, so why do you need to fit in here? Yeah, and why am I, yeah, why am I punishing myself because I don't look like Nicole Kidman who's just turned 50 and looks like some kind of, I don't know, weird alien. Aye. I want to look like a weird alien. Aye. But, um, so yeah, it's acceptance, all that kind of thing. And I think also... I don't know, it's just getting used to the fact that you're just getting older, slipping into, you know, like a different era. I think it's that a bit of resistance to that as well. Tell me before we finish up, you talked about your photography project you're yeah. doing around this. Where can people look at that or get involved in it? Well, at the moment, I am just getting my bank of people and I'd love for people to get involved. So I'm on Instagram as Vicky underscore... Watson Photography, and that's Vicky with a V-I-C-K-I. And I'm also on Facebook with Vicky Watson Photography. And you can message me at any point and find me on those two platforms. It's about celebration as well. And it's about celebration of what, you know, where we are now and the camaraderie and the joyfulness that comes with no longer care. I had a lovely meeting with a lady the other day and and I was saying, wasn't oh, it? Do you not think it's lovely when you get a bit older to this stage? And there's no competition. That kind of competition between women, it does, and it, it kind of goes. Mm. And she said, you know, I've never had such good friends as I do now in my entire life because of that. Because of that edginess, I've never really settled in with a group of girls. And she said, now I've got you and all the girls I go swimming with. And she said. It makes me really happy. So there's loads of joyous parts to it as well. So Wonderful. I think it's celebration, ultimately. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Okay, Becky. I've enjoyed that. When's my next one? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.